Once again, Sovereign Minds, the podcast. And it's not Monday, though, (laughs) that we're doing this. It's It's Thursday, (laughs) and it is August 25th. It is. It says it's Monday, but I'm pretty sure that it's Thursday. It is Uh, Thursday today. Welcome. We're brought to you here by mountaintopmedia.com. And, uh, you know, we want you to know we're on uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, (laughs) uh, Facebook, and we get, they get the double spit. <laughs> and uh, God, uh, pretty soon we're just going to be spitting on all of them because oh, it's all the same stuff. We'll just have to go beep. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just beep out the rant. <laughs> because they're all getting pretty bad these days. It's crazy, man. Uh, hit the like button and please share uh, and uh, smash the bell, the bell for notifications. And um you can always donate, send us money. Uh, Care of I need the money. Mark Kent, uh, put that on the check right in. Uh, nice try, but it doesn't yeah, work that way. Retirement fund. <laughs> you know what you'll get? You'll get a big zero retirement <laughs> fund on the check. Egg. I get the yeah, you'll get a bunch of b- checks. Well, <laughs> then it won't have changed much, will it? <laughs> oh boy! All right. Well, we have a special guest with us. That special guest with us today. We've known Chris Kelstrom for a long time. He's a great guy. He's running for District Five Board of Supervisors. We just did a uh, a uh, fundraiser, fundraiser uh, this last week down at the Gaia. It was uh, it was uh, I think it was a, a successful event. Uh, yes, was, it was. We did was very a lot well. Of people showed over there. up, had a good time. I won a couple of guns, uh, which is always uh, as usual. As, well, it's always a big plus. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking those guns must have cost me like three or four thousand dollars, though. <laughs> as long as you left with a smile on your face. Hey, you know, about. speaking of guns, you know, Mr. Wilkinson was shown the pictures of those those Colts. pistols. Those were nice. At a meeting I had the other night. He was really proud of them. Oh, yeah. Let me nice tell you. Who, who donated those? Uh, so Patrick Jones, uh, Jones's Fort ended up getting those in, and uh-huh. um, we got them at a good price. And ironically, there was uh, there was two people in that crowd that we very figured. One of them is a Colt collector, and we had him there figuring he would be very interested. And then another one was a local business owner that we all know. Um, he handled them, um, and you could see the gleam in his eye when he handled them. So went back to... Patrick and asked what they were worth, and we figured both of those guys would be bidding. And um, you and Mr. Wilkerson, I think, were the ones that were bidding. Neither <laughs> one of them raised their hand. So. <laughs> they got beat out by a 90 year old, or he's yeah, somewhere right. right in there, and you he know. He actually got a pretty good deal on those guns. Yes, those he did. Worth set. about $8,000. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful set of yeah. But that was way cool. And by yeah. the way, um, next one coming up, we have a Civil War gun, an actual American made wow. Civil War era gun. What is I, it, a rifle or a It's pistol? a pistol. I think it's called a Star. It was an American made company during the Civil War. They were only around for two or three years. Um, but it is a it is a Civil War era gun that'll be probably in our live auction also this time. So. Nice. nice, nice. It's always cool to get those to old at, ones. Uh, uh, that is going to be where is that going to be? So that'll be September eighth at the Anderson Fairgrounds. Uh, doors open at four. Dinner at six thirty. Um, where it's I have the giant Shasta Hall, and the reason I'm doing these um, at the Gaia and the Fairgrounds is the VFW and Anderson is by far my favorite venue. I love each and every one of those people there. But they've got swamp coolers. Yeah, and this, in the summer it's pretty rough. <laughs> this there. time of year, when you when you have to take a risk that it might be 115 that day, and 240 you, people, 240 <laughs> people crammed in a room with swamp coolers, it's is I can't take that risk. Now I will say this though, uh, again, those are my favorite people in the world. They right. are just all top notch. Problem with the fairgrounds is if there's a fire, immediately uh, if, if it's a fire camp, whatever you're doing is shut down and you're out of there. So I've got, you know, caterer and insurance policy and the, the, the fairgrounds themselves. And I mean, all and table sales and all this stuff wrapped up and it may be canceled the morning of. 
So I contacted my good friends at the VFW and I said, hey, I will rent your hall from you. And it probably will be empty, but I'll rent it from you. And they said, hey, Chris, you do stuff with us all the time. Tell you what, we will put you, pencil you in. We'll hold the hall for you. Nice. Um, if you don't use it, then no harm, no foul. But if you need us, uh, we're closed on Thursdays normally. So if you need us, give us a call and we will open it up. So That's that's really oh, they, nice they, of them they down are, there. They They're greatest, awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So and you know, if they want to get tickets, they want to be able to, uh, you can buy a table or get tickets. And I guess... Mm-hmm. Uh, the table includes eight dinners and uh, $200 worth of raffle tickets. And uh, if they want to get a hold of uh, of uh, somebody to get the tickets, where do they go? So the easiest place to do is, is I have flyers at Dill's Deli, Jones Fort, and Woody's Barbershop in Cottonwood. Um, all, all three of them, you can go there and, and fill out the form, leave them a check, leave them cash, whatever, and they'll take it. Um, they'll write on the back of your slip or the back of the top of the flyer, you know, how many, how many you bought, what it's for. Um, I don't do the tickets anymore just because it's just one more thing that i have to get printed up and then people have to carry around and so we just write on the back of the flyer paid for table of eight paid for you know four tickets whatever um but you can go to all three of those places um and they will have the flyers there and they'll be able to take your money um you could also give me a call on my campaign phone area code 530-744-4539 um it's my campaign phone so today i have my personal phone here my campaign phone's out in the truck I don't carry it with me all the time, so yeah, give me a day or two to answer you back, but I will get to you. Yeah, and at this fundraiser, we're going to switch it up a little bit, aren't we, with some of the different uh, things yeah. that we're going to have there? Yeah, we're uh, so it's a ginormous hall that holds like 700 people, and boy, would I love to have 700 people at a fundraiser, um, but we figure if we get 250, 300, that would be a fantastic mm-hmm. fundraiser, so we have quite a bit of extra room there, so I will have a candidate for Anderson School Board there with an information table, uh, Jackie Lababera will be there, um, Arthur Gorman is running for Shasta County um, School Board or Board of Education School Board, um, so he will be there with an information booth, um, I'm going to record some commercials today, so if you bring in your hunting license to Jones's Fort, I'm going to offer free dinner to all hunters, all licensed hunters in the area. You know, it's funny. I was just going to go and get my license today. Well, good news for you, Mark. I'm also going to offer um, free admittance to any veteran. So if you bring in your veteran's card or your VA card, Jones's Fort, pre-register. You have to pre-register by, by uh, September 2nd. So that's a Friday, September 2nd before Labor Day weekend. So that means I can get two dinners. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question. What's Santa Maria Tri-Tip? Santa Maria Tri-Tip. So my good friend, Rock and Pea, uh, Pete Simmons from uh, Rock and Pea's Barbecue, um, he he lived in the Santa Maria area. That's where he learned to barbecue, and Santa oh. Maria Tri-Tip is like the best around. This guy it's is. The, it's the seasoning that they put on the Tri-Tip, right? right? They call the it way Santa they Maria. It. He oh. actually goes all the way down there to get red oak so that he can barbecue off red oak. And, oh. of course, we're covered with oak trees here, uh, white yeah. and black. Yeah. But no red. He <laughs> wants red oak, so. These are digger oaks up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have some pretty good oak trees, but apparently, you know, when you're a pro like Pete, uh, you, you you use the same wood and yeah I'm pretty so. sure those ones with the spiny leaves aren't very good barbecue wood <laughs> no i believe not that not might usually. be live oak yeah yeah, yeah. So. so this one uh, yeah it's going to be a lot different and he has good food it's going to be a great he's time again yeah he's you know, the best that's wonderful about the veterans and the hunters yeah they can yeah. get yeah. free dinners yeah, that, that, that's actually, wonderful that's what i'm going right after this I had nothing to do with that but now that you brought it up you know <laughs> Uh, I'm probably going to go hunting this year. I haven't been for a while. I've been a little bit mad at the uh, at the game. I my myself too. In fact, yeah. I didn't go last year. I spent all the money for all the hunting tags, and then 
this year my boy is 16 and it used to be if you were under 18 you're a junior hunter in california now right. it's 16 so i had to pay full price for his license and tags really and like, yeah wow what, what are the what is the license and tags oh my god i don't even it's it's ridiculous. like 80 bucks or something uh probably close to 100 bucks for a, a tag and a one, license one and a, tag and a license yeah and then your upland bird stamp and you know whatever and if you want to duck hunt then it's more it, you it's have to ridiculous. have a stamp for upland birds oh yeah 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 oh, you have to for, much, for everything pretty just much just about yeah yeah <laughs> anymore shoot, like ground squirrels and coyotes I wow think. when you Oops. say junior junior license and stuff i think my junior license was like 20 bucks no, I bet yeah. it was less and, than that, that. And, and that included the tag Boy, too. It, yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah yeah i think it was right in there well, i started hunting when i was like 12 or 13 or whatever i think i was paying uh for I'm talking license for deer, and yeah. tags was but, 15 but the hunting's so much better now with all the revenue they've gathered right yeah. Oh yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. The deer they know that, so they thing. you know come they out to greet you. So I know, I know, I, 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 yeah. and yeah, it, it, and when they stop calling themselves fishing game and start calling themselves fish and wildlife, I, that just that infuriated me. And I remember reading an article out of the Associated Press and saying, "Oh well, actually, we've done a study, and and actually, bird watchers spend more money than the hunters do." You know, so that's why it should be called wildlife because they actually contribute more. And I'm like, "Are <laughs> you out of your stinking so, mind? You so buy a pair of binoculars." Bird watchers license. Well, that's that's the whole. You got to have a tag. They're, they're there to protect the wildlife, not just for hunters. It's not just game; it's for everybody. So right. they change the wildlife, and I'm thinking. So a bird watcher, and don't get me wrong, I, my dad was an avid bird watcher, and I know all my birds. I was the biologist teacher's pet. I watch them too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I was his pet student because I knew all my birds. You know, but um, it's like a bird watcher buys a, one Audubon book. I mean, right. I still have my Audubon book from when I was ten years old, probably. And uh, they buy a pair of binoculars every 10 years. A hunter, I can't imagine the hundreds of thousands of dollars I've that's, spent on that's, hunting That's equipment. not even what you spend, you know, to get to the car. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and by the way, if you're going to hunt this year, Mark, make sure you have non-lead bullets because, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I promise. Uh, and non-lead shot and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you probably have to sign a piece of paper stating it. Well, my hunting, I think my, my, my opening day hunt is... is history i think that burn up in this mckinney oh, fire uh but I, now i'm going because i haven't seen my cousin for a few years and we're just going to go camp and if i happen to see one i'll i'll you know put it in the freezer but uh but uh you know so i don't you know i want to be up there and be able to shoot one but that's about it right. i think we're just going to go up there it's a by a nice lake and camp that's what it's kind of turned into for me for the last yeah. several years All it's right. like well you know i kind of it gives me an excuse to go out in the woods and drive around and you know right. check out some beautiful <laughs> scenery and so if I yeah, see one do great. they have night tags? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> sure they do. I think you, you, have, you can try it. You know they they do things for I think people you like your, that. Your 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 uh, snipe tags if you oh, want to get those. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. There we go. Then you get a tag in a bag. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, we probably better get serious. Uh, yeah, it. I was gonna say maybe we should get to some of the matters um, in the county that make a difference for I the think people. The big one. I think the big one is the water. Yeah. I know this is on everybody's mind. Everybody's got questions, not a lot of answers. What's your take on what's going on there, Chris? So the great news is this podcast should come out Monday the 29th. And okay. Tuesday the 30th, there is a huge ACID water users meeting at the Anderson City Hall. Um, it starts at 4 o'clock. It's supposed to go until 6 o'clock. Wouldn't be surprised if it goes a little longer than that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the, the ACID board, you know, they their hands were tied the information they were given they had no choice they were down to 18 percent of the water yeah because mm -hmm. they're they're good people on right. the board 
yeah. Right. So, so they made, you know, and they pulled the crowd, which the crowd was three people or four people in the crowd because nobody really cared. And ironically, um, you know, that they shut off the water completely. They care. I'll tell you what. So as soon as I heard that, hey, we're not getting any water in the ACID canal, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I I was surprised too. Yeah. I mean, my property line to the east is the ACID canal. So, I mean, it's, it's right in my breadbasket, you know? So I go to the next ACID board meeting expecting there to be a hundred people there. And, and there was 12 of us. And I'm like, what is going on? So then in the lack meantime, of, what do you think? It's just lack of people knowing. Uh, right. And, and just, you know, you know, not apathy. thinking. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, the board meetings are boring. What's the sense right. of going, whatever. And then, uh, so then Woody Clendenin and Ed Roberts Ed and Elaine Roberts, they kind of formed another group where they wanted to go outside the board and kind of discuss these things outside the board chambers and as we the people type of, uh, you know, of a group. So they created a group, and, and at the time we didn't even have a name for it. It was just, hey, we want to have a meeting of acid water users that uh, are, aren't going to the board meetings. We want to talk outside of that. So they formed a group. They met down in Cottonwood for the first time. I was actually at the Constitutional Sheriff's um, speech down there in Live Oak. So I'm clear down in Live Oak that day, but I felt this was important enough that I needed to be back here and go to that. So as soon as lunch was over, I dipped out of there and I raced back up to Cottonwood and I go to this thing once again, expecting 100 people to be there. And there was 12 of us in that room. Wow. And, you know, then as time goes on, I, I've been to all the board meetings and all the acid users meetings, uh, put on a fun, fundraiser for the mm-hmm. acid user, water users meetings. Linda was there helping out as yep. usual. <laughs> She's the bomb. Um, Don't tell anybody. Okay, I just did, I think. But Shh. yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but again, it, it was like the next board meeting. There was you know thirty people there, and the next asked, so now you go to the board meeting, and I mean they have to hold it in the bigger room downstairs wow. because there's two hundred. Well, there's people. an awakening happening. Absolutely. Now you... it's affecting people. Yeah. Now they're seeing, hey, this is this is an environmental disaster right now. There's, right. I mean, there's animals dying off. There's fields dying off. There's trees dying Unfortunately, off. Unfortunately, that's uh, human nature. Until it Until actually it directly you. kicks you right in the in the. Well, one of the directors on the board we know personally Mm -hmm. and i've been talking to him for a while about the water he's been not screaming from the rooftop but pretty much for three or four years that this was going to come to this and uh, nobody would pay any attention to him it's like we've got a problem going here believe that it could actually happen yeah they didn't i i think you're right they didn't think that the Mm -hmm. government our, our, our great governor would say, you know what, now you only get 18% of the water. We're well, going to shut you off. And this is happening in more than just oh, this absolutely. county. I That's talked to a true. friend of mine who's a rancher last week up in uh, Siskiyou County, mm-hmm. and he's saying he's selling off. He's selling all his cattle off. He doesn't mm-hmm. have any choice. He's got no way of, uh, of there's no water. The, the the fields are just browning out on him, and he can't do anything else. And that's the, the price of hay has tripled and quadrupled because, you know, and, and in the past, you you get your water, you get your first cutting of hay, and and then as you get your fields, it grows again. You get a second cutting, a third cutting, sometimes a fourth cutting. Right. You know, once a great while, even a fifth cutting, depending on whatever. Well, this year you got one cutting. That's it. I mean, and and now it's dry, it's dead, and and quite frankly, your field's probably not going to come back. At this meeting on Tuesday, they're going to have a presentation by a guy. Um, uh, he, he they had a presentation in the last meeting too, where he had talked about you know reseeding your field because now your field's dead. And you're going to have to reseed it, replant it. That's, that's a big right. expense too. A huge expense. I mean, yeah, ten, fifteen thousand right. dollars. You know, I mean, at least so that's not cheap. No, and and then the problem is, do you reseed it and and take a chance of not getting water next I was year? I going to say be a problem of getting it, considering the pl- supply lines and right. so forth. 
so so this is a huge concern. It's like, you know, are we going to get the water next year? Because if we don't get the water next year, what's the sense in spending $15,000 to reseed your field this year? Right. You know, and but then if we do get the water and you don't reseed your field, then you're not going to have a field. So Well, welcome to the socialist paradise. <clears throat> Absolutely. Because this, this all goes back to these government policies across the board, California, Oregon, Nevada, all of it, because uh, they've, lot, been, yeah. they've been misallocating the water uh, towards things that really are stupid. I mean, like the Delta smell, Right, and, and like here, in my understanding, is 50% of it right off the top goes directly out to the ocean. Yeah, and now California, the California Constitution states that people and then agriculture are the top two reasons. Sure. California now has moved agriculture down. It's not a priority. It's 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 the people. It's going to be a and priority when people start getting hungry. And that's how, in, how do you separate the the two? How do you separate because the Linda, ag and the people? Unfortunately, there is so many um, misinformed people in California True. that they honestly think like these farmers and ranchers don't need this. They're they're just they're. They're, they're hogging the resources. just going to go to the store. They, they just go to the well, store and buy yeah. your stuff like everybody else does. They don't have a concept of where it comes from. You know, <laughs> How do you get it in that store? It's not produced on a 3D printer. Oh, you know? it's not? Dang. No. no, it comes from a carton. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's so, uh, that's, that's a good semi. point, though, because it's like, really? They yeah. kind of go hand in hand. And we have a lot of farmers and ranchers here that are, like you said, uh, like up in Oregon, they're having to slaughter their their animals or whatever yeah. because they can't afford the hay yep. to feed them. Yep. Right. Yep. So what are they going to do? I mean, that's their whole livelihood. That's their whole income. Now they have nothing. And quite frankly, don't you know? Nobody be fooled. This is all part of a bigger plan. They don't right. like our way of life up here. They don't like people that are self sustainable. I don't think they like America. Quite well, frankly. quite frankly, quite a few of them don't. Yeah. yeah, a lot of this is coming from way up above that people that don't like America. Right. But I mean, well, they... Sacramento. I mean, we, we, Newsom is uh, just a, a political animal. I mean, he's a you know he's a very good politician, <laughs> but he's a piece of crap as far as I'm concerned. As far as what his policies have, have been implementing on, especially out here in the rural areas, mm-hmm. like you're saying. Yeah. So, and then, you know, the next thing will probably be a, a, a mileage tax. We've talked about that for quite a while, and they and then now they want to. Or, pushing to put uh, uh, meters on your wells again. Yep. That's a huge issue right now, you know. Uh, speaking of, of the water, all the wells are going dry. I was just going to say, yeah. the yeah. aquifer's got to be going down. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there, Wooded Acres and Churn Creek Bottom, there's some shallow, a lot of shallow wells in there, which, you know, they never had a problem with them before because you had the acid canal going through there, you had Churn Creek going through there, the aquifer was replenished, and they never had a problem. Well, now all of a sudden the aquifer isn't replenished. Churn Creek's bone dry. I don't know if you've seen it, but it is bone yep. dry. There no. used to be pockets of water in there. There is nothing to be found. Well, I'm glad and, you brought up the meter. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Um, because I've been talking to a lot of people, and that's one of their concerns when it comes to drilling new wells, is they're afraid that if they punch a new well, they're going to come meter it. Right. Uh, yeah. that's a and so they're concern. like, well... Uh, they might even go back through the old wells and figure out who's got a well, too. Right. So they're they're a little reserved about calling anybody to punch a new well on their property. Well, and I know a couple of well drillers that have just about gone out of business the last few years anyway, because it's hard to get the permits and... And they've really stifled that to a big degree. And probably with some good reason, because if we don't fix the water problem to begin with, you can dr- keep drilling deeper. But That's if you keep true. drilling deeper, you're going to run out of water there sooner or later. Right. Uh, no matter what, because they're not allocating the water properly from the storage facilities. And then I, I just heard from somebody that they were down in San Diego and, and Caltrans is actually watering the sides of the road and watering the, you know, keeping it green there. And I mean, it <laughs> wow. seems, yeah, it seems to have plenty of water down there. 
Um, and that's frustrating also. It's like, you know, and, and a lot of people in the ACID district that have just recently come to the table and want to be, you know, they're mad. And I don't blame them. They're very yeah, mad. And right. a lot of their anger is misdirected. They don't know who to be mad at. Um, so they're mad. And, you know, they, they say, well, I was down in Calusa or I was down in Glen and, and they have water down there. You know, I mean, some of them even made the comment, well, you know, our chairman of the board is a, an aide to, to, Doug, to Doug LaMalfa and he's got water. She sold her water to him. I mean, this is totally untrue this is that, not that how is it untrue works. absolutely it's not how it works i mean and again i understand the anger i get it i have the anger too um, i mean i'm no fan of doug lamalfo you know everybody kind of knows that just because we have a lot of different opinion on stuff but that's not what's going on no here. not at all no not at all no and, the two aren't connected at all and when you go through to calusa i drive down there twice a week and and when you go down there and you see their canals full and you see you know the glenn county canals full is this all water coming from Chasta too? Well, no, uh, some of it is. Some of it is water coming out of there. But you got to remember, they have they have cement ditches, so you could fill those with eighteen percent of the water, and then buy some other water credits and supplement them, and maybe supplement them with with groundwater or whatever, and you can supplement that water in a in a, in a um, cement ditch. And you don't have all the runoff, and you know it's it's not replenishing aquifers down there. Our ditch replenishes aquifers. We lose about forty percent of our water from the time it comes in the ditch to the time the the rest of it goes back out into the river. So, and that's with no irrigation, just right. in ground runoff. So we know that we so we've pretty much laid out a problem here. So, what's the cause of it? What's the solution? I guess is where we. Need so to the cause of it is an environmental group. Uh, when Trump was in office, he wanted to change the the rules so that farmers and ranchers would get the water. He wanted to move them back up the chain where they belong. So he changed some of the rules for that. Well, of course, uh, you know, anything Trump did is the, the absolutely is the mark of the yeah. Orange man's bad, and yeah. you know this this must be a horrible thing. So some environmental group down south, you know, which I'm sure their their hearts in the right place, their head I'm not so sure about. Um, they I'm, not, I'm not even sure about the heart. But, yeah, you know, true, yeah, but, but, you know. Yeah, go ahead. I give them the benefit of the doubt. There you go. I understand, but. So they filed a lawsuit as it worked its way through court. Um, by then, it was a Biden administration, but they found a, an activist judge, basically, down in Fresno area, I guess, that uh, ruled on their side. And the ruling was actually zero water, zero percent. The entire Sacramento Valley, all the water users north of Sacramento were supposed to get zero percent, none at all. And they were happy about this. This is a good idea to these idiots. <laughs> So the Bureau of Reclamation, which I'm no fan of any federal government agency by any means, <laughs> right? So, you know, but in this case, the Bureau of Reclamation negotiated down to 18%. We would get 18%. So some of the, you know, some of the water districts, hey, 18% is better than nothing. Right. We can supplement it. We can make this work. Our 18% would have gotten supposedly to the, you know, the experts that uh, spoke at the time that that based their information on what the board ended up voting for. They said. And, and, and probably truthfully, um, we don't know, but probably, I'm sure truthfully, that water would have gotten it down to about Crown Motors and right, ready and sunk yeah. into the ground, and 18% would do us absolutely no but good. But isn't that 18% already sold? Uh, I mean, what's the deal on that, where it's sold to another district or something? Well, they did that afterwards. Yeah, they made so, the decision. So once they realized that 18% of water in, a, in an earthen ditch does absolutely no good to anybody, and, 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 and quite frankly, it probably wouldn't even gotten down to Churn Creek Bottom to replenish those aquifers. So it would have never made it to Anderson or Cottonwood, which is where we actually irrigate with it. So they made their decision um, with, again, they pulled the people in the crowd. And that's why, you know, I, I'm upset. Um, I don't, I can't blame them one iota. There's, there's nothing they, you know, I wasn't there. It's not like hindsight's 2020 20 now. And now I'm wishing they would have said, no, we're not going to go. We don't, we, we don't agree with this. And we're going to fill the ditch, whether you like it or not, whatever. 
it doesn't matter. They pulled the crowd. I wasn't in the crowd. Um, they, they made their decision themselves mm -hmm. and with the crowd's input and the decision was to go ahead and sell the 18% of the water since it was going to do us no good anyways. We right. couldn't use that 18% and it's worth a lot of money. So they sold off the 18% to other water districts. Now, uh, but, now you got cash, but no water. Correct. But, and they sold the water to Happy Valley and Bella Vista. And Bella Vista. Uh, a little bit to Kanawha Water District down in uh, Willows. Yeah, they, they sold the water. They, they Mostly sold in most our area. to our area, to, to people that truly needed it in our area, too. So the cause was basically uh, the, <laughs> the government group. and the environmental group, uh, you know, and, making a ruling to go to zero, which is absolute insanity. Absolutely. And, and now, oh. keep in mind, no environmental impact report, no geological survey, none of that was done. How, could there, how come there was no appeal? How can you not appeal something like that? And, you know, and that's that's kind of the water I, user's uh, argument now. Let's file an injunction. I mean, this is unjust. Mm -hmm. And the way I look at it, you had the legislative branch of government let us down. You had one idiot activist judge let us down. Right. The executive branch isn't doing anything about it. And the legislative branch isn't doing anything about it. I mean, the judicial branch let us down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? You said legislative. Oh yeah, yeah. judicial. I'm sorry. Okay. So legislative <laughs> has done nothing. Executive has done nothing, and right. judicial let us down. So those three branches of government has have completely let us down, and we're in this position. What people, most people forget, is there's a fourth branch of government that's more powerful than all of them. That's we the people. The people. Yeah. And oh. we the people need to step in and say, I don't agree with your decision. You didn't do any of this stuff we're going to go ahead and fill that darn ditch and you file an injunction on us. And while it's going through the court system and while you're doing your things and we're going to just fill that darn ditch. I mean, it's our water. So how do you do that? Well, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to have some people with, uh, that are very bold, very bold and very brave and are willing to go to jail. So that, yeah. that's the thing. See, that, that's what the tactics seem to have been in a lot of cases where, you know, I'm not going to get into anything like recent, uh, developments but they break the law mm -hmm. to you know put you in a position to where you have to do something and then when you do something uh they hope you get violent they want you to break the law even though they broke the law to put you in the position right and yeah. and they took so water rights you know water rights is is i mean our water rights and the acid most of them predate the the bureau of reclamation we have pre-1914 water rights that is Aunt, that is true property. That is real property. Mm -hmm. We own those rights. That's real property. I can't come in and find an activist judge to take your car and come in and take your right. car from you without due process. And they did not do due process here. So once again, it's unconstitutional as well as illegal. So where do you turn it on? But, you turn it on at Caldwell Park. It takes uh, 52 boards, my understanding, to um, and a key to turn the water into the ditch. So, so you just... Yeah, and this started because they weren't supposed to go below... 80%, 75% was was the contract, right. quote, unquote. And like you say, the government just came in. To, no, we'll just take all of it. Yeah, see, that's that's stealing, obviously, yeah. to start with. Yeah. And then there's no appeal process. You know, one judge makes a ruling, and all one of a sudden, judge. that's it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, one that's judge. not constitutional. No. There's no due process. Yeah, there's no problem no. here. So, 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 is there, so is there any kind of legal remedy here that you could pursue well, the, but, you know, but that's going to take time and that's the problem is is there's you know our lawyer for the acid board which everybody says he's great um you know he's it's it's a two-year process at this point well we can't wait two years, two years and, and you know my thoughts on this whole thing is if we can fill the ditch i say we fill the ditch and then we go ahead and let let them file an injunction on us well and who's going to enforce it 
let's say as you say willing to go to jail who's going to enforce that they got they're going to they're going to get well, they the, probably got water police or... maybe send an IRS agent after well, us well, well there's that. yeah they, they will be armed <laughs> they'll have plenty of them here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no problem they, uh, they they really won't know what they're doing or how to arrest anybody but uh, they they will have guns yeah i mean once the water's in the ditch well, and up in Oregon now, I just I haven't read the article yet, and I and I apologize for that because I should have read it on my way here. Um, but but up in Oregon, basically, they just defied the entire thing, from what I understand, and they filled their ditch. I think now. that's going to be the the name of the tune. Yeah, and I'd heard um I'd heard actually a, a month or so ago um a lady I know that has property in, in Southern Oregon up there, and they've been having the same fight with us. They shut their water off and the whole bit, and she said they filled the ditch. To test one of the head gates, well, we just need to fill fill the ditch. Test we the just head gate. yeah, we need to test our our and, water line. And then it took a while to test the head gate, so the ditch was full for quite some time. Yeah, and, once it's in there, what are you going to do? And that's where I'm at right now. It's like you know, I, 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 maybe everybody needs to dress up as Indians and uh, we need to step in there. We need to, I mean, because you know what, that that canal has never been empty all summer long, and in, in over a hundred years, it has never been empty all summer long. There's no geological survey done, so we don't know. That if there's going to be cracks, if there's going to be fissures, if it's going to dry out to the point where right. it has even more leaks in well, it. Well, I think this drought's been a little bit manufactured, too. I mean, obviously, we've seen a lot less rain, but also we've seen some pretty good rain uh, in Absolutely. the last yeah. year or two. And, mm -hmm. and if, you, if you just let it all run out. And I talked to a night uh, a security guard that works nights at the dam. And he told me, he says, uh, this is months ago. He goes, I don't care what they tell you. I don't care what they say. I was here. In, you know, back in February, March, when we were having those rains, he says, I at nighttime, they would up the flows. He goes, I'd see it open. I'd see right. the water go out. I could hear the water going out. They were dumping water all night long, and then they would reduce the flows again in the morning. And then I've talked to some other people that said, oh, yeah, if you talk to anybody that lives on the river, you know, that river would rise the river in the night, right, yeah. and then it would drop back down in the morning, and they well, would and dump in water. Well, and of course, they're... they're uh, their excuse is going to be, well, you know, it's about flood control. You know, we can't yeah. let it rise too fast. Yeah. But, you know, when it's down to the point where you have a man-created, you know, man-manufactured uh, uh, yep. drought right. because you're not storing any of the water like the, the system is designed to do. Yep. Right. And, and, and let's steal it in the middle of the night. Let's take the water when nobody knows about it. Exactly. You know? And dump it into the delta and right. you know, use an excuse of the delta smelt or the cold water or whatever we need to do. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. The Bureau of Reclamation has definitely let us down. They're a part of this whole thing. Yeah, they negotiated for 18%, but, the, yeah, they also dumped water all night long, you know, for two right. months. So, uh, Yeah, I, well, that's like saying that uh, we... You know, gas prices went up, but hey, we they're they're coming back. <laughs> yeah, down. They, dropped yeah they, they dropped twenty cents. So <laughs> hey, we, we're doing you guys a favor. That's you know, two steps forward, one step back, and we're doing you a favor. Yeah. yeah. And my understanding, we had more rain this year than last year. I mean, we are in a drought. There's no question about it. But you know, are we in a severe drought? You know, uh, we had more rain this year than last year, um, and we had water last year. Um, my understanding, and I haven't verified this, but uh, early on, they were saying that there was 110% of the snowpack. There's 110% of snowpack up in the mountains right. when they're telling us we're not going to get any water this year. So, you know, we've had drier years. We've had worse conditions, yeah. and we still got water, but that dish has never been empty. Well, something's, uh, something's wrong yeah, in Denmark here. The way I understood it, too, the way the water system was before they started messing with it, it, was, it would go five years. There's supposed to be enough storage in there to go five years. So if you do have a year that's bad, if we were in a severe, severe drought, that it would be okay still. Yeah. But we don't have that. 
Yeah. Well, like I say, I think they've been mismanaging yeah. it for quite some time. Absolutely. And it's been yeah. an incremental thing to, well, now you get into a critical mass. And one of the other things they talk about is, you know, well, we need to release this cold water for the fish. You know, we have to have the spawning and have the fish coming up and this and that. And, you know, you talk to some people uh, whose maybe grandfathers or, you know, older people whose fathers, or they'll tell you before Shasta Dam was built, there were summers when you could walk all the way across the river. I mean, it was, you know, up to your knees. I mean, you could walk across the entire Sacramento River. And back then, you know, come fall when got the rains, I mean, you could walk across the salmon's back on the river. Right. So, mm-hmm. so low flows and, you know, extra salt in the delta and all this other stuff and no cold water, all the excuses they use. That never happened in the past, naturally, and we still had plenty of fish spawning. We still had plenty of fish better. runs. Yeah, it was absolutely better. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I I don't know. I remember, I think you were there. Yeah, you were there. In 2014, I think we walked across the dam. We were protesting up there because they were going to right, dump water there, out yeah, of it. Yeah, it was there, yeah. To, to induce, they had four fish come up Clear Creek the year before, and they wanted five fish <laughs> this year or whatever. So. And they had just cut off all the irrigation water for the entire city of Corning. The entire city of Corning had no um, agricultural water, zero. And they dumped enough water to entice these five fish to come up the river or come up the creek, um, enough water to supply the entire city of Corning for the whole year. You know, and it's like... I think this is a case of boiling the frog slowly. And I guess the question, you know, at the end of the day is, are we going to jump out of the pot or not? Right. Yeah. Well, I know I'm getting warm. Well, I think we're just about to the end here. Pretty much last thoughts, uh, last contact information you want to get out. Um, Yeah, you can go to uh, chriskelstrom.com. Chris Kelstrom, the number four, D-I-S-T, the number five, at yahoo.com. That's an email. Um, Campaign phone is 530-744-4539. Remember the fundraiser. Yes. Um, The fundraisers, I know it seems like we've had a ton of them. Obviously, Linda knows we had a ton of them because <laughs> she works her tail off at every one of them. Um, but quite frankly, I I have to hold these fundraisers so that I don't have to go to special interest groups and right. be bought and paid. So yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it's not cheap to run a campaign. It these really days. isn't. Well, it isn't. And that should be one of your. I know that. I think that was one. That of your that is what it is. That you're going to shoot for getting it down to where you, you can only spend $20,000 or something. That's actually what the Board of Supervisors, is do, they want to do now. They have brought that up, and ironically, um, I think Mary Rickard is the one that brought it forward, um, the same gal that put $100,000 of her own money into her account so that nobody would run against her, and well, they didn't, uh, and it worked. broken work. clock's right twice a day. You know, unfortunately, I don't have an extra 100000 sitting around the house, right. so I have to go and earn it. Um, and, but, you have, yeah. and you have to be able to compete uh, to get elected. Absolutely, right. and I'm for campaign reform. I, it's fine with me. I mean, I, I'm, I have no problem with that whatsoever. What I am for, though, is I am for term limits. Plain and simple, I, we need term limits. This should mm-hmm. not be a 20-year career for you. It should be a civic duty. You go to the board. You, you and, and you know what? If, if you know you're not going to be there for 20 years and you're only going to have four or eight, you're going to get as much stuff done as you possibly can. Right. You're not going to campaign for six months and then do nothing for three and a half years and then campaign again for six months. Or you can be like Liz <laughs> Cheney and uh, be in, in the Senate for six years and make $36 million. How do you do that? I don't know. I'm wondering that, too, because, I yeah. mean, the Board of Supervisors, I think, pays about 50 grand a year. So I'm, I'm hoping to turn that into at least a million. But I, <laughs> somehow. You know, well, then you can't, have ter- you can't have term limits. you got to be there for, you know. <laughs> You do my taxes, so you figure out how I can turn fifty grand a year into a million bucks, and I'll double your wages. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, I think uh, time's I th- yep. up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, I think that's it. Boy, that we want to, yeah, we want to appreciate you coming in, and uh, please, everybody, go show your support. 
even if you're not in Chris's district. Absolutely. Very good. It does make a big difference. Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force and force like fire. It is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Until next time. Yep.